You're listening to Filmmakers Drinking Bourbon. What's up, Internet? This is Brandon. And this is Alex. And we are still filmmakers. And we're still drinking bourbon. Cheers, buddy. Cheers. Nice. So what is this? Mm, this is uh, smells familiar. Yeah. Ooh, it's nice, isn't it? Mm. I've definitely seen that bottle before. It's spelled a little weird, though. Yeah, what in the world? Belay? Belay? No, no, no. That, our friends, is the tasty... Bullet. Bullet bourbon. Kentucky yes, straight bourbon whiskey and we've done this before we, it has been on the show we've before. had it but today's special today is special it's a request i would say today's actually monumental monumental yeah i'm gonna go as far as say it's monumental yes we've been talking about this and teasing something really big and really really awesome juicy but we yeah. haven't really talked about it no we felt like we couldn't tell people yeah we wanted to be a surprise we so, like surprises so we got it we got it here it is laid out today on the show Episode 12. Episode 12. This tiny little podcast now will be hanging out with the editor-in-chief of videomaker.com. Boom. Boom. What do you think about that? I think it's pretty awesome. All right. Let's see if we can get Mike on the phone. Uh, Dave, let's see if we can dial him up. Uh, let's see. Boop, 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 boop. Maybe a rotary. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, hey, Mike, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Hey, man. Hey. What's going? going on, buddy? Hey, I'm doing great. I'm sitting here with, uh, well, uh, sad to say, uh, it's 9 a.m. here in California, so Ooh. I'm actually drinking coffee. But, um, <laughs> probably, good, probably a good choice to start the day, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm just going to pretend it's bourbon for you guys, and if you guys take a sip, uh, just make a nice you know, sound and all. There you I'll, go. I'll, uh, pretend it's me. Nice. Awesome, we'll, That's fun. We'll, we'll drink it for you in honor of your uh, your favorite bourbon. Yeah, man. So uh, we're really excited to have you on. A lot of people don't know this about you, but you are actually a longtime fan of the show. Long time. <laughs> we were only on yeah. episode 12, but I think you jumped in at like maybe episode three because I first found you or knew or met you through Twitter. So... Uh, tell us about that. When was the first time you heard the show? How did you even find us? Yeah, so, um, you know, I'm just like a, a big podcast fan in general. And, like, all the time I'm sitting at my computer and I bring up iTunes to see what's new, you know, after I sort of exhaust my normal podcast. And I saw you guys in, in the feature block. Ooh, you know, Filmmaker Trickin' nice. Bourbon. Bourbon. I'm like, wow, two things that uh, <laughs> are very important to me. Um, so, uh, I, I had to listen. So, yeah, uh, I guess it was... Uh, episode three. I don't, I don't remember exactly, yeah. but I knew you guys are brand new because the list was short. Nice. Um, and uh, yeah, I reached out to you guys on Facebook. I really loved the show um, and uh, and want to do what I can to support it. Nice, awesome, dude. Man. That's awesome. Did you notice we were like two spots away from Bob Vila? <laughs> no, I didn't. Yeah, he's also very important. To me. I know, and that's right. what I'm saying. Like, I we try, like we we. I think we're we're still trying to get him on the show. He's he should be. Yeah, he's yet to come on the show. He sounds. He seems like he'd like. But bourbon. we felt really good next to him in the iTunes store. He gave us comfort. It was yeah. nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, it just sort of lends his credibility right to you guys. <laughs> exactly. Close, right? Yeah. It's like 100 pixels away from yeah. you guys. Right? Yeah. It's like expertise via proximity. Bob Vila it was amazing. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so man, you are a lot of uh, you know. Some people know when we say the name video maker. There's some people that man that takes them back, you know, to a place in time. Um, other people that are listeners might not be hip to it. Um, there might be some new listeners, but I mean, video maker's been around since the '80s, right? Tell us a little bit about what you guys are doing and and who you are. Yeah, so Video Maker it was started in 1986 um, as a print magazine by our publisher Matt York, who's still with the company. Um, and, you know, it was founded basically um, trying to ride this wave of home video, essentially, right? Nice. So in the 80s is really when people started, like, having easy access to cameras, like, outside of Hollywood, right? Or mm -hmm. outside of, you know, your Super 8 film camera. Like VHS, so to speak? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> or VHS. maybe Beta, have you... Uh... Mm. Betamax. Oh, yeah, actually, I don't know if you guys, uh, well, uh, if you do much TV, but yeah, beta was like uh, still even a thing up until just a couple years ago. <laughs> yeah, until like three, four years ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, you know, at the time there was like 
uh, no other magazines. I think there was a magazine called uh, like Super 8 Filmmaker. Yeah. And so our publisher was really inspired by that um, and wanted to create this magazine that kind of promoted the democratization of media. So his goal was to make video, or he wanted to help support making video be as common a form of communication as, you know, writing a letter at the time, or now an email, obviously, or the spoken word, essentially. So it was all about sort of inclusiveness and helping people who are just getting into video because they just went out and bought their first video camera, um, help them sort of learn the craft of it and help, you know, make their videos a little nicer than the shaky cam that, you know, everyone has their old home movies of. Yeah. That's, so um, for that's a long time awesome. it was strictly a magazine, but you know we went online. We were actually one of the first publications online in 1994. Wow! Uh, when the first website went up, um, and then you know as time went on, obviously sort of the business shifted, um, kind of away from print. Although we just do still have a, a print magazine. Nice. Um, but to being more you know online, but we still have the same mission, even though it's kind of been accomplished with you know YouTube and all. But uh, we still have the same mission of of that uh, sort of inclusiveness and bringing um, beginners into uh, video production and filmmaking, but also sort of being sort of a standby resource for baby pros who want to venture out um, beyond their given craft. You mm. know? So, you know, if you're yeah. a, a DP or something and you just work with cameras all day, you may uh, really know nothing about, you know, how to record ADR, for example, right? Yeah. So we sort of um, uh, try to be that resource to to uh, beginners and pros alike. Just cover all aspects of it. That's yeah. pretty cool. And that's cool, man. When I first got into the game, I remember, you know, going to places even as an intern and, you know, seeing Video Maker on the shelves. And so that's why for me, this is pretty cool because it's like, oh my gosh, like that was like a thing that I, you know, and here now we're talking to them. And yeah. so it still is a thing, right? Yeah. It's super. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, you know, like as an impressionable, yeah. you know, young, young it college kid. Um, kickstarted your thing. Yeah. And uh, well, yeah, I've kind of. Go ahead, man. It was kind of me as well. You know, I, I started reading Video Maker when I was a kid and uh, and into uh, uh, high school. And I think I stopped reading maybe around college, you know, once you start getting your hands on more serious gear. Yeah. We, at Video Maker, we know that people sort of graduate from Video Maker, right? So they just sort of move on. They're not a beginner anymore. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, a few years later, I'm the editor-in-chief. It's, it's very surreal. Wow. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, a few years prior, you know, you guys were, you were out in 86. I did a little digging. So uh, <laughs> here's a question for you. What do you think the gas price was in 86? Oh, holy cow. Um, I'm going to guess it's... Uh, well, let's let's just match it up and say eighty six cents a gallon. So Ooh. freaking close, eighty nine cents a gallon. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, yes. And uh, some of the top movies for the listeners out there. Uh, these favorites. are classics. Yeah, we have Top Gun, amazing. Aliens, one of my favorites. Platoon, and who can forget Crocodile Dundee? Oh, yeah, nice. So, and uh, TV was people were watching uh, Magnum PI and the A Team. The A Team, Mr. T. <laughs> yeah. Nice. So that kind of pretty good. Although, you know, is it just me? Uh, I don't know. I'd like to hear what you guys feel about this. But mm-hmm. is Top Gun like actually just a terrible movie? Way overrated. <laughs> Recently, and it's just not good. Yeah, it's... I don't know. I have such a I have such a sweet spot in my heart for it. Me and my brother grew up. We would put on football helmets and sit uh, a single file on our couch, and he always got to be Tom Cruise, and I had to be Your Goose, <laughs> and we would act it out, and we thought it was the coolest uh, thing that ever happened. Yeah. So it's like the quintessential <laughs> '80s movie with like the cheesy synth music yeah. and the you know yeah. shirtless beach volleyball scene. Yeah, a lot of dudes like you know <laughs> you know broing on each other. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. So it's fun though. So, um, but you can play that theme song and just be jacked. Oh up. man, <laughs> Kenny Loggins just kills it. I mean, he crushed it. He shined so hard in that movie. Yeah. Oh man, amazing. Yeah, no doubt about that. There was a time in my professional career where I would come into the edit bay every morning and play that song. Yes, get right up. Hitting on the night, waiting for the real now. Yeah. Oh god! Oh, that's crazy! Amazing! So, hey man, we, we want to know what are you guys doing over there at VideoMaker.com and a magazine? What are you guys watching, man? You know, we we talk about this all the time on our show. Mm-hmm. What are you guys into out there, man? Let's see. What are we into, uh, and what are we watching? So, I, I can only speak for myself here. You know, we, we've got a kind of a diverse team, um, mm-hmm. so I can't speak for everyone. Uh, but me specifically, like I'm, I kind of get on 
on kicks with movies, like kind of like you would get on a kick uh, with music, right? So you might listen yeah. to indie for you know a month and then switch to electronic and then switch to outlaw country or something, right? So I do the same thing with movies, and right now I'm kind of on like an '80s action no. movie. <laughs> <laughs> She's watching Top Gun over nice. and over again, right? <laughs> well, not, not like that, but like a like a Predator. Or oh a yes, that's amazing. So, uh, I like love how one. as long as you have mud on you, he can't see you, right? <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. It's all about, like, concealing the heat, right? Like, yeah. Blood, like the that's yeah. a great oh. film. So the most recent one I watched was uh, The First Terminator. Oh, and, awesome. Uh, Terminator yeah. 2 is, like, one of my favorite movies. Maybe not top 10, but probably top 20. Yeah. Love Judgment Day. But I was watching The First Terminator, like, last week, and I realized, like, there is a huge plot hole here. <laughs> and uh, I should say, uh, Terminator 1, I actually, that's another movie I don't think is all that good. It's, like, just a... It's a setup for two. Yeah. film with a futuristic theme going on. Yeah. Um, but the big plot hole, and tell me if you guys can... Have you guys seen Terminator recently? Oh, man, it's it been a been minute. Four or five years ago. Yeah. I played okay, the so, I played the video game. We have a here in Cincy. We have a barcade where you can drink and play the video game. And they have oh, the yeah. Terminator video game, and it's uh, mm-hmm. it's free play. You don't have to put in quarters, and it's unlimited. So you can just hold down the Uzi but and that's, just that's, shoot Schwarzenegger all day. Brandon, that's T two the game. Oh, it is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's that's almost as good as watching the movie. Yeah. <laughs> so what's this so, plot yeah, hole you found? The premise, of course, is uh, you know the Terminator is sent back to kill Sarah Connor, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it just occurred to me, so, like, if you put yourself in the shoes of the machines in the future sending the Terminator back in time, like, as soon as the Terminator goes back in time, they would know instantly whether or not he succeeded or failed, right? Like, the world would change if he succeeded. They yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, so it makes sense that if they sent, you know, Schwarzenegger back in time and things didn't instantly change, they should just send another one right away to the exact same time. <laughs> yes, thousands so, and thousands like, of okay, them. So there's, like... <laughs> 300 Terminators back there, and they won the war. Well, that's a good point, because why didn't they just immediately send 100 through the portal, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then, even worse, like, if you watch Terminator 2, why didn't they, why did they send, you know, the T-1000 back to 1992 or whatever it is, was? Yeah. Why didn't they send uh, the T-1000 back to the same time the first Terminator took place, so that Sarah Connor was running from the T-800 and the T-1000 simultaneously? Yeah, I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> because the movie would be over, Mike. I love. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, I love the amount of thought you've given this. Yes, like this is amazing that you've like you've really like you. There were some sleepless nights where you were like, "Man, I got to resolve this." Yeah, I got to know yeah, why. I got to know you why. Know, it, it would it would it would be a pretty easy fix, right? From the screenwriting perspective, like they would just have to write one line in there about how you know the time machine takes you know. 12 years to, to warm back up. Yeah. But, <laughs> Takes a certain uh, element that they can only find so much of. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. But, that's that's awesome, yeah, man. That's, I, I love those movies, so yeah, they do keep me up at night. Well, that's so, right. much, that's so much fun. Uh, so, you know, from, from 80s movies, has there been any inspiration in, in what you're currently working on? You know, what do you guys got brewing up? Um, let's see. So uh, at, at Video Maker, we just sort of uh, have this churn going on as far as the content. I wouldn't say that uh, these 80s movies uh, influence any of the content that we're doing right now, other than the fact that they sort of influence my everyday life and how I like to uh, <laughs> carry myself like, a, like an 80s action hero. But other than that, uh, nothing really, except uh, one project I'm pretty excited about um, is, uh, let's see, Video Maker has a nonprofit um, portion of the company. Um, where it's called uh, One Mobile Projector Per per Trainer. Um, And I'm traveling with them to Guatemala in a couple weeks um, to basically uh, train um, a nonprofit charity organization how to use video to basically spread information to hard-to-reach places. That's really cool, man. Yeah, yeah, awesome. it, should be, it should be super fun. Um, you know, we go down there, we're going to be talking to this organization about uh, making videos, and they're going to make their own videos and send them out um, on little tiny mobile projectors, like into the jungle, essentially, to these indigenous peoples. Whoa. Um, wow. And, uh, and I think they're going to be spreading a message of, like, um, family planning and stuff, because these Inclusion. indigenous Mayan people, like, have, um, like, an unreal number of children, and they're trying to, like... For sure, infant death and all that kind of stuff. So that's wow. an awesome uh, agenda. Excited about that. That's happening in just a couple weeks. That's cool, man. Man, are that's you guys so cool. uh, going to be documenting the process in any way? Um, I th- I think so. So um, I've gone with them actually to Guatemala. I went last year as well as like 
part, partly to sort of learn this process so that I could teach the teach the class mm-hmm. uh, in the future. But um, also, I just carried a camera with me uh, as well and sort of documented the whole thing. And all this footage goes into this big library of footage, which OMPT controls, and they occasionally will put out like these little promotional videos. Oh, cool! Um, to try to try to um, you know scrape up some uh, donations. Um, and I think you can see those at OMPT.org. OMPT.org. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll put that on the site so people can check it yeah, out. Yeah, we'll get those links up on the site for sure uh, and, cool. and, and let everybody know. I can't ignore that you mentioned carry a camera on you, and our listenership is definitely uh, interested to know. What, what, do you, what do you roll with when you're doing a trip like that? Are you, what kind of package do you roll with? So let's see. On that trip, I took um, a 5D Mark III and a uh, 24 to 105 L series. Nice, lens. nice. Cool. Um, let's see. I put uh, a Rode video mic on it, um, and normally I would put it into like a um, a Beach Tech or something or, yeah. or a Zoom. Um, but uh, this time I had to like pack light, so I was just recording straight into the camera. Cool. Um, I mainly used um, a Zacuto recoil. Yeah. Um, for support. Um, and, uh, actually by the end of the trip, I decided I probably should have left that at home and brought him just a you know, traditional monopod instead, but uh, it yeah. worked, worked fine. Um, and, and that was kind of it for my setup. Like I was, I was trying to pack as light as I could, you know, we were in this town that, um, well, you know, Guatemala is, is positioned so that it's like, uh, in the thoroughfare for the, uh, drug cartels. They just, mm, right. right through there. So there's a lot of crime there. Whoa. Um, and so. They advised me like don't do anything or don't don't be out shooting um, where you know you're gonna like draw attention to yourself essentially. Yeah. But, um, and I thought I was packing light, but even the the 5D Mark III is pretty pretty uh, chunky. Like, it stands out when yeah. people are out there, you know, living in sheds. For sure. Yeah. Yep. Um, so I like had to travel around with a pack of people around me, <laughs> and, and we did have some weirdos like you know people who would just watch watch us shooting, but then follow us from yeah. shoot to shoot. Yeah, uh, gonna see if so, you're gonna put you know, the camera down anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Who huh. knows? Wow. Um, well, that's so kind of sketchy at times, but but uh, overall a fun experience. I think this time I'm gonna take a GH4 though. Yeah, the, I've been hearing great um, things about that. I haven't had a chance to use it yet, but it, footage looks amazing. Yeah, yeah, it, it it does look good. The only downside is, um, um, you know, it's uh, um, micro four thirds, right? So yeah. It already crops a little bit, and then for sure. if you're shooting in 4K, it has an additional crop on top of that. So mm. you have to take like super wide angle lenses, otherwise. Or slap you know, one of those uh, up all the time. The metabones, the speed boosters on them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If, yeah. if only I had one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, well, that that's that's really cool. Now, on as far as the the publications concerned, you know, that's what you guys are doing on the the yeah. nonprofit side of things. You sent us the cover to the September edition. I don't know if we're allowed to talk about it, but I do have it, and it looks like there's some really cool stuff on there. Is there? Can we talk about this, or is it top secret? You. You are allowed to talk about it because that's the September 2014 issue. Oh, oh! <laughs> I thought it was okay. Excellent. Well, yeah, of no, course no, we can I, talk I about that it. that to you because uh, you want some promo stuff, and it has a picture of me kind of on it. Oh, that's you! Oh, <laughs> that's your for your silhouette. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Nice. Uh, no, se- September issue is already out on newsstands. Oh, okay. Current cool. ones. So okay. Anyone can go down to Barnes Noble and find it. Or nice. nice. Well, okay. Well, what's what's let's talk about that. Let's talk the about the headlines on yeah. the new. Yeah, the what's, new issue. What's the thing right now? What's the one that? What did you guys lead with? Uh, let's see. So the one we're that's coming out now. We're we're about to. We just shipped the October issue. Mm. So um, October is kind of all focused on uh, CC uh, uh, WCC 2015. Oh yeah, um, yeah. All the all updates. updates. Yeah. And how to use them and, and that kind of stuff. So yeah. So that's the big thing. How do you? Um, we also got our hands on the FS7 way late, um, so it's not a cover story because it's so late, but we do have yeah. a, a full review of yeah. uh, the FS7 in there as well. Have you messed with the morph cut on CC? Yeah, yeah, and it didn't work out. Yeah? <laughs> uh, yeah, you got to be like super... Well, know, it's got to be, I think it's got to be like a lockdown, and the head's got to be in the exact same position, and there's got to be a lot of things that are like... Uh, Right. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, and I felt like we did all those things, and it still didn't. Like, uh, it, yeah, it was. Wah, wah, wah. Oh man. Well, yeah, but they'll probably work it out later on. Yeah, huh? but the, yeah, I hope so. I mean, if it works, like YouTubers everywhere will rejoice. Right? It just like, seems like pure, so, like, love it, pure magic. The the the, the promo they put out. Yeah. You know. 
Well, well you know, Adobe's pulled off magic before, right? Like Photoshop sure. content to wear a fill, and I saw yeah. that originally like several years ago. Well, like, this is the, real magic. the warp stabilizer is voodoo. Yeah, th- warp stabilizer yeah. Is, is like, voodoo. I don't know, it's almost mm-hmm. cheating, right? It's yeah. Like, on there. It's witchcraft. Yeah. Yeah. Movie what? Warp stabilizer. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, all right, well, cool. I mean, I think the other thing I like is the, whoa, something crazy just happened. Oh, hold on hold one tight. sec. <laughs> crazy things are happening right now. Hey, but it's live. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dave, what happened, man? That was nuts. We got to. That's all right. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Mike, did you hear that? Yeah, yeah, it did. Yeah, that was a teaser. We did that on purpose. That was a teaser <laughs> for Adam's segment uh, where he's going to talk about the 3DO binaural microphone. Oh, my God. So when we get to that, uh, we'll, we'll set it up. Yeah, you're going to have to uh, put on your headphones and hear this craziness. So it's pretty cool. Anyway, yep. yeah, man. Adam's super excited to get started, I guess. Yeah, dude. He's just, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's just jumping he's in He's just there. cutting us off. Yeah. He's really jumping in on it. So What's funny um, is I bet he can repeat yeah. that exact same way he said that <laughs> <Yeah>. later on. <laughs> he's that good. Uh, so what else are you guys – what are you excited about, man? What else you got going on, and, you know, whether it's uh, work-related or not? What are the things that you're pumped about, man? Um, let's see. So um, the, uh, the, the Guatemala trip is, like, top of mind for me right now. Mm. Um, let's see. What else am I excited about? Um, let's see, there's, uh, oh, The Martian movie, like, I can't wait for oh, that. Oh, right that looks I'm fantastic, dude. Matt Damon. Uh, um, yeah. That's, like, uh, the number one thing for me right now. That's cool. Yeah, it, sound, yeah, it looks amazing. I can't wait for Star Wars, right? Like, yeah, Star Wars is, uh... My son, actually, we pre-ordered, we have the Wii U, and we pre-ordered the Star Wars, uh, pack, which is the Disney Infinity 3.0 with Star Wars, and he's just like every day waiting, like, is it coming in the mail? Is it coming in the mail? And so me and him, we we sit down together and conquer the world on the on the Wii U. It's pretty awesome. Nice. That so. Disney Infinity. That's the one where it's like it's a game that it's, it's like whole purpose to exist is to sell toys, action figures. <laughs> well, kinda. Yeah, it. Yeah, kinda. But you know, I don't know. It's not really that different because you can kind of play. You can play with the toys. It's kind of fun. I actually yeah. invented a game called the off the base race so you have to stick the characters on a base for them to work Mm. and i thought how can i get more money out of this so i created a game that's basically you roll dice and different characters have different powers and you got to race to the finish line and my kids think it's the most brilliant thing ever (laughs) and so it makes me feel a little better for dropping hundreds of dollars on characters that we can also play another game there you go nice there you go well i could i could also argue that episodes one through three of star wars were solely to sell toys (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a lot of movies for kids. Yeah, yeah. Have you seen? Uh, my son's into Legos right now. Have you guys seen like the Death Star or the Millennium Falcon that you can buy in Legos? They're like five hundred dollars. Yeah. Can- it's crazy. I'm not surprised. I think like even the basic toy is like seventy bucks, like the simplest thing you can get from them. Yeah, yeah. like two action figures yeah, and nuts. three hair pieces. <laughs> the, uh, but one of the cool things. Speaking of Legos. Um, Something that I really dug, and did you guys get a chance to see the Brickumentary? It's the Lego documentary. Anyone? I haven't seen it. I oh. haven't seen it, no. You Look, told me to watch listen, it, and I didn't. It's it. yeah. unbricking believable. Okay? <laughs> Way to put that in there. <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, it opens up with a little Lego character, kind of like Lego movie, and, he's, and it's Jason Bateman, oh, his voice. Yeah. And he's like, hey, guys, what's up? He's like, let me show you how this company began. And he kind of walks you through, and then they cut to, like, real B-roll, and they show, like, the Lego conventions and sort uh-huh. of the subculture. And there's a couple people that do these Lego builds. One lady did a, a full mock-up Lego build of the entire land of Lord of the Rings. It was, like— What? It was, like, 50 feet by 50 feet. It took up, like, a gymnasium. It was out of control. Wow. And that was a weekend for her. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Probably five months. Yeah. So, but it's definitely really cool. Um, so that's kind of, you know, I'm always on the doc, you know, if you listen to the show, I love documentaries. That's kind of, you know, I love that sort of stuff. Um, Alex, what about you, man? What have you been, you know, watching? Oh, it, it always changes. Yeah. Um, we've been, I've been catching up on Orange is the New Black Netflix show. Nice. It's okay. It's, <laughs> yeah. First season was great. Wasn't a huge fan of that. Now we're just kind of like, eh, yeah, we should finish I it. Season two was awesome, and season three was kind of a snooze. Really? Yeah. I didn't like season two. I, I jumped out at season two. Yeah, we're. I, I like season two because it had a very clear villain throughout. You know, it's like yeah, that's it, true. It had someone very specific to like root 
it again. Agreed. Speaking of villains, you just had to say that word. Oh, uh, we gotta get it. We gotta get it. Okay, this. here's the thing. Yeah. We we've now embraced this debate because we know we can't get rid of it, and everybody wants to be a part of it. And you mentioned villain, so you gotta weigh in, Big Mike. Where do you stand, Team Brandon, who hates superhero <laughs> movies, who thinks they're the worst thing ever created, or Team Alex, who? thinks that they're an amazing piece of cinema. I didn't say that. A place to <laughs> lose yourself and your soul. Where are you at? Where are you at on the debate? Okay. I like them. Uh, I'm probably not going to get a, give a very satisfactory answer, but I do have, oh, I have one away in here. So, uh, one, I will concede that most all superhero movies are pretty bad. Uh, yes! However, however, Jesus. I also will say you, you can't write off an entire genre, and there are some that are really great. Thank you, Mike. <laughs> Thank you, so, Mike. <laughs> So, like, the entire purpose of cinema, as far as, like, uh, you know, how you decide if it's good or bad, right, is is its ability to effectively evoke the emotions that it intended to evoke, right? Yes. So, uh, you know, your typical superhero movie wants to evoke, you know, suspense. It probably wants to impart some level of, like, power fantasy on its viewers. Yeah. Um, and then maybe... And, like, a moral humor, lesson right? or something, you know, yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the major totally lesson right. of most superhero movies is this is a bad movie. No. <laughs> the major emotion they want to evoke is I really feel compelled to give you my money right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it works. Uh, and then obviously like the best of films um, continue to draw that emotion out of you even after you're done watching it, right? So yeah. I guess for superhero movies, that's I want to keep giving you money. Again and again, or so. Yeah, what you, if you're going to go with one, and if you're like, okay, you know, this is the one. What's your go-to? So um, my go-to is uh, probably pro superhero movie, uh, mainly because, you know, while I would I would concede that most are not very good, the ones that are good, I just really really love. Yeah. Like a, like you guys talked about a Dark Knight. Yes. Yeah. Love Everybody Dark loves Dark Knight. It's like yeah, hard to consider it. that a superhero movie though. It's it's more like a really dark drama about just a rich guy. Yeah. You yeah. Know? yeah. Yeah. It's not a very fun movie, right? So like no. you would hope that a superhero movie would be pretty fun, but that one isn't. Yeah. Um You say Watchmen? You know, Watchmen, yeah. Thank like, you. Loved Watchmen. Um, you know, uh I would go back and I'll probably just like give up all any credibility I had at all. But I actually <laughs> really enjoyed the first Hulk, the Ang Lee Hulk. Oh come uh, on! Yeah. Was that with unbelievable? Uh, like a really touching like human story. Oh, what's but, his name? Uh, <laughs> the Australian guy that played him. Uh, yeah, oh. um, Eric Banner. Eric Banner, dude, I agree. Yeah, some cheesy VFX where he jumps five miles in the sky, but it's like nice. I agree, it's a touching human story. Yeah, oh, yeah, you, you know, I think most people me. hated it because it didn't really feel like a superhero movie. But uh, yeah, uh, I guess that's kind of why I liked it. But yeah, so I can't I can't say that you can write off the genre. So you know, I think if you say I don't like superhero movies or superhero movies suck because most of them are bad, then you also have to say the thing, same thing about comedies, right? Like yeah. most comedies are terrible, but no one ever says comedies suck. Exactly, <laughs> Brandon, such a polarizing individual. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. All right, all right. Well, Mike, I'll good. take that as you that's love good. superhero movies. All right, well, well, we're going to check that up. I'll welcome you to my team. I'll welcome you to my team. We're going to check that up for uh, one point for Alex. Yeah. So, well done. Well, I'll tell you another debate we've had. still winning, but. Another sort of interesting conversation debate we've had before, and, and Mike, me and you kind of chatted about this, uh, you know, before we got on the, got on the call, mm. is this idea of film versus video. You know, me and Alex have talked about this. I think it was episode six. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Woolfolk, um, motion designer, brought it up. And, um, you know, we're filmmakers, but it's all digital. There's no real tapes or anything. Yeah. Do you guys have this discussion? So we, uh, like, talk about this a lot, and uh, we, we can't figure out any kind of conclu conclusion, right? So yeah. it's not tied to a medium anymore. It's like a legacy no term. If you're shooting on, you know, digital or celluloid film or anything like that. Yeah. So we're always trying to decide, you know, where do we draw this line between, you know, someone who is a videographer and someone who's a filmmaker or someone who has made a video versus a film? Yeah. Um, and it's hard to say. Like, I was listening to you guys' most recent podcast and, uh, Brandon, I think you were talking about doing some work, and you're like, uh, you were telling your client, I don't want to do corporate videos. Um, I want to make, like, tell a story, right? Like but in the end, it's like you're doing film. a video for a company, and so, you know, how do you, how do you draw that distinction? And uh, between when does it stop being a video and when does it start being a film? Um, 
and and I'm not sure what it is. You know, I, like a buddy of mine was on um, Instagram the other day, uh, and he posted you know a clip from a, a thing he shot, and in his comments he wrote, "Just finished wrapping this uh, corporate promotional film." Ah. Do you mean a, a commercial? Is that a commercial or like a like, video? Who knows anymore? Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. What do you guys think? The well, lines I, I think I don't know. My lines. Well. First off, I'm going to be transparent. I hate teleprompters. I hate, uh, you know, bullet points. I hate anything that strips the humanity out of out of um, out of the the process. And you know, if you're just there being a robot, I categorize that as video. So I almost mm. I almost approach it as it's a mixture of the content and like how you're capturing it. One guy in a camera, news style. Talking to a CEO, talking about you know bullet points. To me, that's here's, video. Here, here, here's what I'll say. I think the definition lies in story. If you are trying to craft a story, whether it be a documentary, a narrative, you know, a short, a feature, whatever. Even if it's a brand film or brand video, like you said, if you're trying to like, hey, so we got this guy. Here's the history of the company, and like, look at this gorgeous, whatever this narrative that we found. I I consider that. If you're gonna draw a line more on the film side, I agree. You know, I agree. I don't think it's so much like you're right, celluloid versus like digits is ones and zeros. I think it's more of an idea. Yeah, I mean, it's just like music. You know, you think of an album just because it's not recorded on tape or it's not you know analog. Mm -hmm. You know, an album to me is a collection of songs that have a cohesive story and meaning that you you sit and listen to and and you're like, wow, that was a really good album, a really good. Well, people will say. Check out my new record, right? You know, even Versus, though it's not on vinyl. Yeah. So to me, I guess that's where I get you know with film. It's, it's. I guess for me, it's the word like filmmaking or filmmaker. To me, it's the this idea that you're going into it with a mindset of you know, even if you don't have a big crew, you're going into it with a mindset of of that you know. Find the I story. am the DP, and you know, yeah. you know, if I had an AC, he would be doing this, and it's this idea of you know really taking the time to craft it. Whereas I feel like video or the definition mm. of video is this sort of like capture the moment, run and gun, yeah. loosey goosey. I don't know, but then again, you know, to your point, I see nowadays I've seen some wedding videos that have blown my mind, and I've dropped my jaw. Like, are you serious? Yeah. So yeah, you know, I, I know people who will claim that they make wedding films, even mm. though the content of those. Uh, films are not much different than the same stuff that people have been doing for decades. Yeah. Um, but things sort of had this sort of cinematic look, right? There's not a there's not a story arc, and they're not scripted. Mm-hmm. Um, yet, you know, you might consider them films. And then also, like even the run and gun, you could you could you could say that um, you know you can run and gun an entire documentary and not find the story. True. Um, and until everything's shot, essentially. Well, hell, Children of Men was pretty run and gun, wasn't it? Yeah. You know, all Sing, single and, lens. Yeah. yeah. But again, like I just said, yeah. If you're if you're going after the story, if you got this intention, I think that's what that's the delineation. You know, I don't know. I, I if I had to draw a line, a finite line, it would be news. I would, news. I'd fight for that. Yeah. I'll fight so you for where, that. Where do you put that? Where do you put like YouTube videos and and vlogs or mm. or gaming uh, videos or cinema? Yeah, to me, that stuff is just crap. Yeah. Well, no, it's video for sure. I mean, it's, it's you're, <laughs> You're just, you're you're yeah you're setting up a an image capturing device. Watch me play. Watch me play World of Warcraft. Such and such. Here yeah. we go. Blah, blah, like I don't. And know. the guy you just imitated made five million dollars last I year. I know he's rich. <laughs> he's super rich. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. But it's but it's you have these guys that are are using games to tell stories, right? And they might even have scripted events. And, well, like Red versus Blue have, Halo, yeah, and that's yeah, the, yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Yeah. God, you're so nice, Mike. Why are you so nice? That's why you're that's why you're successful sitting on top of the food chain and the the video industry and 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 making these great publications because you're so nice. Mm. You're not, you know I what I mean? Well, here, here's a question I have. Here's a question. <laughs> so Video Maker Magazine, like you said, is kind of in place and its sole agenda is to really help People new to the industry learn these techniques and, you know, these things. They go along with crafting a, a great video. Would you say that you're applying filmmaking techniques to video in order to better the product? Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, we always say that um, 
basically that filmmakers and kind of Hollywood, but filmmakers at large essentially um, create the language of uh, motion pictures, right? Mm -hmm. So the notion of um, editing and pacing and composition are all um, standards that um, that filmmakers adopted, right? So you know if you learn sort of the basics of filmmaking, like uh, like you know telling a story and the, the three act structure and character development. And, uh, and yeah. when you're shooting your composition and your lighting, these are all filmmaking techniques that will apply to basically any motion picture uh, that anyone creates with any medium, mm -hmm. uh, with whether you're shooting on your um, your Alexa or your iPhone. Um, these sort of principles that um, have their foundations in um, movie making um, kind of apply to everyone. Yeah, except for the uh, let's play gamers, I guess. I agree. What, here's a weird thing and a weird question and a weird just idea kind of where it's headed these me as as a, as a dp as a cinematographer i'm i wouldn't say fearful <laughs> that my position's about to be eliminated but i feel like i have to um educate myself on now more digital side as things go to um cgi and motion capture and these virtual reality worlds do you think these same principles of filmmaking, lighting, composition, storytelling, pacing, all of that, people need to think of that when they're when they're doing a digital project, like a CGI, a Pixar type thing? They have to, right? I mean, if you're talking about something like Pixar, all the same elements and all the same techniques in from the real world apply in this world as well, except I guess you can manipulate gravity and stuff. But, you know, the same principles of lighting exist. The same uh, principles of, of cameras and shooting exist. Like, I don't know if you guys have played around with this software or, what, or not, but, you know, when you're setting up a scene in these 3D applications, you're literally, like, choosing the lens that you're putting on there and yeah. what's the focal length and what's the aperture. Um, and you're literally, like, choosing what type of light to put up, what's the color temperature, what is the uh, what is the, the beam angle, what's yeah, the fall off. Yeah, you know, for sure. Kind of stuff. So it's all the same. Like, you can be a director um, shooting live-action films, and also be a director shooting a Pixar film because the same principles apply. And, of course, obviously the same principles of writing and storytelling apply as well. Yeah. Well, that's um, one to think about is what uh, Brad Bird, right? So did, did was he the one who did Iron Giant and then also uh, like – Iron Giant is awesome. Yeah, but he also you know directed uh, Ghost Protocol, uh, Mission Impossible. Sure. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. So well, he, I, he crossed the genres and he uses – that's why Iron Giant's so good. The main thing there, though, is the uh, – I guess the main difference is, and I guess it'll catch up when technology catches up, is render time. It's just hard to – you know what I mean? Like, yeah. You can't just say, do it again. It's like – Well, it's still more expensive to do that <laughs> than to go wait, film it. Yeah. you got to wait a couple of days or whatever to see a, an actual render to see if it's good or not. Mm. Yeah, and that animation and rigging takes time too, right? Yeah. Like they even do they do those low resolution yeah. and low low uh, I don't know what you call it, Ana low texture animatics. Yeah, animatics. Uh, yeah, yeah. Ooh. Uh, but, but yeah. Speaking I mean, like, speaking of what you just said, do you do do you in any of your either online publication or your your thing, your uh, uh, actual print publication, do you go into the these previs programs that are out now where you can set up a shot and lighting and dolly moves and the whole deal? Have you seen those? Um, so we, we've covered them. Yeah. Um, although I can't say that we've done any like in-depth training on like how to use them. Yeah. Essentially, yeah. we bought. So we, we've only covered it from like a real high level. We bought one at the shop and have not yet used it. Yeah. <laughs> it's because you haven't had me in yet. <laughs> <laughs> it's just I don't know. It's like some of those things. Like a lot of I feel like a lot of techie stuff. I, Mike, maybe you guys might feel this way. You guys review a lot of gear. You talk to a lot of companies. You probably get a lot of press releases. There's a lot of this moment of like, oh, that's sexy, and then it's like, but maybe it's not practical. Mm. Mm -hmm. I'd say that's, uh, that's how I feel about uh, red. For large, oh yeah, <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, it depends. But, uh, I I put red again on the scale of filmmaking, and if you are shooting a video, there's no need to go that route. Know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, Although, um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with uh, uh, Marquez Brownlee on YouTube. He's like a tech reviewer. He shoots all of his videos in his room, and he's shooting on uh, Epic Dragon. So, <laughs> Just because, right? Nice. There you go. 
That's she, crazy. Shoot 6K for 1080 delivery. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, man. We we have we love what you guys are doing. Uh, you know, a lot of times we we check check out what you guys got posted, and you know we have re, you know we need we got a show. We need resource material, and you know we tap in and we see what you guys are saying and other yeah. publications are saying, and we really appreciate what you guys are doing, man. And um, you know, really think it's it's cool. So yeah. definitely keep it up, and um, you know. I think it would be super cool uh, if you guys gave something away to our listeners. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a nice of you to offer. Yeah. Uh, Thanks but, for coming to my party. What did you bring me? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I think um, what we'll do is uh, give away a, uh, a subscription uh, nice. to Maker and also a um, uh, access to our basically our archive of. Uh, Video training or Video Maker Plus. Awesome! Uh, Ooh, that's cool. Um, so let's see. I'm trying to figure out the value of all this. Oh, uh, dude, it's invaluable. Uh, invaluable. Uh, so Don't I'll send you guys a bill. And, nah, uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll pay you so, in bullet. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. There yeah, you yeah. Go. Um, I, I, I think uh, in total, we, you know, if you bought this on the street, it would probably cost, uh, you know, two hundred and sixty bucks. Nice. Ooh. That's great. Um, yeah. So there you year, go. Uh, uh, subscription a year membership to Video Maker Plus. Um, I don't know how you guys do it if you draw names out of a hat, but just yes, uh, we do. Uh, we'll just on our end need uh, the username and name and yeah. address. So we actually have a process. Yeah, you want to lay it out? Yeah, right. Alex, go ahead. So what what you have to do as a listener in order to win this fantastic prize from Video Maker Magazine, correct? Is you have to tweet out a tweet yep. and include at FDB Podcast, correct? At Video Maker, is it Video Maker? What's your What's your Twitter handle? At yep. Video Maker. Yep. There you go. So at FTB Podcast. Yep. At Video Maker. Yes. And use the hashtag. Oh, yeah. FDB Giveaway. Yep. And if you think you're going to get in this drawing because you've done it before with hashtag FDB Giveaway, you're wrong. You're wrong. Because it's got to have at Video Maker. Video Maker. And so we're going to take those tweets and, and names and whatnot. We'll enter them into. Put them in a hat. Some something, a hat, a bourbon bottle. I, I might be hard to I get might out. cut a bottle of bullet in half yeah, and maybe. pull it out of that. Who knows? There you go. And we'll pull the name and we'll announce it. And we dude, we really appreciate it. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, people the, the listeners, if you've not had a chance, go to videomaker.com. Uh, they've got everything. There's a forum, there's a real sense of community, there's demos, there's tutorials, there's great articles, their news feed is is awesome. They always know what's new, what's hot, what's coming out. Um, is there anything, I'm going to put you on the spot, Mike, is there anything that you know about right now that potentially legally you're not allowed to talk about, but you'll be willing to kind of tease out for us? Is there anything cool um, that you've heard about? Uh, funny that you mentioned that. Uh, yes, I do have some secrets, but no, I can't say. <laughs> Damn it. I just talked uh, to a major manufacturer, like, uh, this morning. Oh. I was hoping to tell you guys, but they said, don't talk to those guys at FDB Podcast. Oh, man, not cool. <laughs> I've got some I've got some manufacturers. Can you, can you give us a tease? For, can, yeah. is I'm going to make the big announcement on my new podcast, uh, YouTubers Drinking Craft Beer. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. We'll support uh, it, man. Yeah, we'll tweet you out. We'll yeah. support it. <laughs> well, hey, man, you've been a ton of fun. Thanks for joining in. I know it's early your time. Yes. You're still, you probably still haven't had breakfast. We're over here... <laughs> You know, drinking bourbon, and you're trying yeah. to wake up. Um, and uh, so yep. we really appreciate it, man, hey, be- a lot. Before we go, uh, for our listeners, for everybody out there, can you go ahead and list off where people can find you, where they can learn more about you, your nonprofit, all that jazz? Um, okay, so, yeah, videomaker.com. We're Twitter, at videomaker. Uh, we're Facebook. Uh, you just type Video Maker in the search bar, or like we're Facebook.com slash Video Maker online. YouTube.com slash Video Maker. And you can find me on Twitter, I guess. Uh, yeah. At MN Wilhelm. Yes. Um, and, uh, there you go. That's, uh, that's it, I think. Sweet. What about awesome. the uh, What about the nonprofit? Oh, yeah. The nonprofit, OMPT.org. Actually, um, OMPT is always looking for volunteers. There you um, go. If, uh, if you ever want to join us on a trip, you know, OMPT goes all across the world. Um, we're doing, like I said, Guatemala in a couple weeks. But, there you go. Um, we also have three more trips to Africa before the end of the year. What? Um, if anyone is. Uh, Mike, I might volunteer for you. Yeah. <laughs> hey, actually, what, is, what, is o, what does OMPT stand for? It's one mobile projector per trainer. Gotcha. So uh, the general idea is the people who need these videos the most have no electricity, no internet. So we send yeah. like very small mobile projectors out that you can shine on the side of a tree and and watch videos. Cool. 
So cool. Very, very cool. Well, man, you're doing it big, dude, and we love what you guys are doing. Keep it up. Thanks so much. You've been a great fan of the show. Mm-hmm. You've been a great friend of the show, and I have a hunch that this might not be we'll, your first be time. You'll be back. You might be back. Cool, guys. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I love the show, and uh, happy to help wherever I can. Awesome. Sweet, man. Thanks, man. Have a great day out in Cali, and uh, I'm sure it's yeah. sunny and beautiful. All right, thanks. Enjoy. Right, thanks, Cheers, Mike. mate. See you. Later. Man, that was awesome. That was fantastic. Dude, this is amazing. We've got Video Maker. Video Maker Magazine. Mike Wilhelm. Around since 86. Just hopping on the show. Yeah. What's up? Chief, what, editor-in-chief? Unbelievable. This oh, is amazing. Dude, that was fantastic. Dude, wow. Amazing. So we got, what, a year? Uh, he gave a full subscription to Video Maker yeah. Plus, which includes tutorials. The whole deal. Interviews, all that jazz that they have for our listeners to improve yeah. their video making or filmmaking yeah, techniques. You, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's unbelievable. They're just uh, yeah, a pit of knowledge, so that's really awesome. cool. Awesome. Yeah, I'm stuck. Yeah. And what about Adam chiming in? Uh, he jumped in kind of early. Oh, yeah. we got to get back to that. Yeah, Adam, are you still out there? Yeah, this week, guys, I'm coming to you from Sound Images Studio A, and... Uh, and I'm really excited. I'm, I'm really happy this week. Uh, 3DO, and the reason I sound a little different this week, is uh, 3DO Sound has sent us a, a, a pair, I guess a pair, of their FreeSpace Pro 2 microphone. It is a, it is a binaural microphone, um, camera mount and everything, so included, that, that, that essentially brings the soundscape of everything that you're shooting it's not just a stereo pair of mics pointing forward it's actually and you can check out the pictures of these things it'll crazy um it's actually two ears mounted you know the, the same way that that your ears are mounted to your head um so really cool what it enables is 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 you to capture sound in the space as if someone would be hearing it um and then what it what it empowers a li- as it empowers a listener if they're in headphones it plays back just as you'd be hearing it so your stereo field as i walk to the listener's right um your stereo field is pretty accurate um so i started off in front of you i'm going to come around back here so now i'm now i'm talking right in back of you um so the imaging on it is uh, what i notice is 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 pretty good um it's it's not a hundred percent accurate when it comes to the front um, yeah, to, to the front and back sometimes. Notice it's a little weird. You might be able to do a little mod on one of these things and make it actual globe so there's a little better head-related transfer function, possibly. But honestly, I'm really astounded by this thing. It's a really great um, really great use of the technology. Price point's not too bad either. Um, and they have, a lot of, they have a lot of different choices as well for, um, for different levels of microphones. So really happy about this thing. So what I did is I ran around town yesterday um, Sans camera, you know, audio guy, only audio. Um, ran around town and just got some spaces. So I walked through, through some city streets, um, in and out of some parking garages, um, went into some like restaurant areas, and just captured some spaces just to see to see kind of what they sounded like. Um, so yeah, we'll go ahead and, and, and play you some of these now. Uh, well, I think we'll start with some city streets, some, some cars going by. Now we'll uh, we'll take it into an elevator. And then down into the parking garage. So you see it it captures the space really well. Now in in general and this isn't just this microphone. In general, binaural recordings. For all you guys on headphones right now, this makes total sense. For you guys listening out to your computer, it just sounds like I'm on a different microphone. Or the, the environments sound like an environment. You know, big deal. Well, what happens with binaural microphones... And I'm just going to keep walking around in circles while I'm talking to you. Um, what happens with binaural microphones is when you take that sound and play it out of two speakers... There and just so not not playing out of headphones, playing out two speakers. What ends up happening is it it there's there's kind of some phase issue and some some correlation issue with the center of the picture. 
So which means your center ends up being dropped. It, the, the positioning that happens binaurally that, that, that runs left to right and does all that great stuff isn't as exaggerated as it would be if you were listening in headphones. So you lose a little bit of that, about, a, a little bit of that. But what's cool about it, and what, what I like about it, is it does, you know, for us in advertising at, at times, that, you know, you know what's happening in the center channel, and in film, you know what's going to happen in the center. There is going to be dialogue. You know, there's going to be stuff in the center. So, for your backgrounds and your atmospheres, if you know there's going to be something there, something over top of it, it might make sense especially in the digital world where you know some people may be having headphones on as they're viewing your digital content, it might make sense to do it binaurally and be able to take that picture, have a dipped center, and, and, uh, and, and use it that way. Uh, that way you've, you've, uh, it's, your background's already kind of doing some of the work you'd be doing as a mixer anyway to try to free up that space for your dialogue so you can get more um, better use of your, we'll call it your, your sonic real estate. So... Just think about that. I mean, I, I don't think it's going to be for everybody for every project, but, man, it's certainly fun to play around with. So, yeah, thanks to the guys at 3DO Sound. Um, I would, um, I'm really wishing I could cling on to these mics for a little bit longer. They're awfully great, awful, awful cool tool to have in your arsenal. And uh, I'm just going to go and uh, enjoy a libation here in Studio A. So see you guys later. Have a good one. See him, Adam. Oh my god, that dude, was that was the weirdest great. thing I've ever heard. We need. Hopefully, they let him keep onto those. Hold on to that for a little longer. We need to wow. pair that with a video. Yeah, that was pretty rad. Oh my god, thank you, Adam. Yeah, that was man, fantastic, dude. Dude, isn't it awesome having him on on board? That's stuff I would never know of. That is such a you cool know? addition to the show. I'd um, see that in a year and yeah. be like, whoa. Yeah. But we got it now. We're so excited to have him yeah. on the show and have that segment. And uh, we're so appreciative to be here in Studio Sound B. Images. Sound Images. Um, just Cincinnati. awesome. Yeah. Wow. Things are happening. Things are happening. So awesome, Thanks, man. man. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, this has been a really good show. Yeah. Well, here's – okay, first off – we got to me. We got the mic. We got to me. I want to know, what are you watching? <laughs> we never got to that. God. Yeah. Uh, well, you know what? I've been. I haven't been watching because I've been working. Yeah. What you been yeah. working on? Well, we just. You were there yesterday. What are you uh, talking about? <laughs> That's why I'm sitting here in the studio uh, with sunglasses on, uh, man. I'm like, you're uh, tired. I've got a work hangover. You yeah. know what I mean? You know what I'm talking about? Where you work a 12, 15, uh, 18 hour day. And you you're about to have know. a bullet hangover. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the uh, the listeners, you know, you guys know out there, filmmakers, you know what it's like to pull an 18 hour day, a 20 hour day. Yeah. Um, the shoot went great, though. Yeah. Well, to answer your question, yeah. I haven't been working. I haven't been watching. I've been working. And yep. what we've been working on is a really cool piece. For a uh, home decor company. Two pieces. And we built a 20-foot by 14-foot stage and room. We It was Set on a stage. art-directed, unbelievably beautiful. You ever heard of Wes Anderson? Yeah. yeah. You ever heard of him? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it was a lot of fun. And I don't want to get too deep into it because we, yeah. we are going to have Duke and Laura on the show. Yeah. They are our, our husband and wife duo, art directors. Builders yep. from Cincinnati. For sure. Fantastic. And they work on a lot of stuff. They the, work on a lot of stuff in town. They were the stars of the show and they made it really just come together. Unbelievable. We we don't want to tease out too much. We we uh Instagrammed and tweeted out the photo yeah. yesterday that gives you a little glimpse of what we were doing. But sure. we want to wait until the video is ready to drop. We'll have them on the program and just go through and break it down. Yeah, so you guys can see it. Yeah. But um, it was a lot of fun. So that's what I've been doing, man. Um, awesome. And But I have been reading. Reading? Yeah. You're a reader? Well, yeah. I you mean, can I, read? Yes, I do read. You don't look like you can read. But I, what I've been reading is I've been reading the Ask Me Anything. Ooh. Yeah. And I, we've got one that's, okay. that's actually. We I'll have, consider that what are you excited <laughs> about. We have a dilemma. <laughs> yeah? Yeah, we have a dilemma. Um, what do you is, mean? Yeah, we have a writer who wrote in, and they've got a dilemma. But it, lay it out. Yeah, let's hear I know. it. You, we have to help them. Keep me waiting. So uh, this comes from uh, Jin. Jin, like Jin, Jin and Tonic. No, just Jin, J E N. Oh, Jen. Jin. I know a lot of Jins. They're they're all really cool. So here's what she says. What's Jen say? She says, "Hey there, I have a question, not necessarily regarding filmmaking." All right. Cool. What's what we're here for? Yeah. Life lessons. Exactly. Uh, but 
Working in the creative field in general, recently, by chance, I ran into a former supervisor who runs a theater company, and she asked me if I could come around to help out with some odd jobs and such. Mm -hmm. However, odd jobs turned into an assistant technical director. Whoa. And the responsibilities keep growing, though I don't mind the work terribly. It has led me to put in more than 9 to 12 hours a day. Making that overtime. That I'm not exactly thrilled to do. So, that's interesting. She says, considering I'm getting literally no compensation. No overtime. (laughs) I don't do theater professionally. Oh, no. So, it's not even that I could, quote, use the experience. Yeah. The producer... Continued to ask me more and more and more and more. Mm-hmm. And my big question to you is when to say no. Now. I, <laughs> I don't want to ruin a relationship, but I also can't be working more than full time for something I had no intentions of doing in the first place. Yeah. Not to mention, I've also been requested to do another show, also all volunteer after this one finishes up. Thanks. Jen. 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 Jen, sit down. Jen. Let's have a little chat. Lay down on the couch. Yeah. Lean back. Pour a glass of bourbon. Pour a glass of bourbon. 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 (laughs) Sounds like you've had a little too much bourbon. Bullet. Bourbon bullet. Jen, here's the thing, okay? Um, You can't can't be doing that. You got to stop, Jen. Yep. You're in a a bad situation. Your time is worth... A certain amount. You're in an abusive relationship. You are, yeah. You're being abused. You are being taken advantage of. Yeah. Here's the, here's the thing. Yeah. And and this is not only for Jen, but this is for our filmmaking community and specifically freelancers. Yes. Okay? Anybody in the creative industry. Let's just put it that way. Designers, Your everybody. time is worth money. Okay? Mm-hmm. Time is worth money. So let's say, for instance, somebody said, oh, you know, you're going to do this job and oh, I'm going to give you a big, you know, thousand dollars. I'm going to give you a big thousand dollars. But let's say that that thousand dollars is going to take you, uh, we'll say it takes you a week. So 40 hours, right? So we're going to take a thousand dollars. I'm using a calculator. I'm not good with math. We're going to divide it by 40. You're making $25 an hour. A week, right? No, an hour. Yeah. 25 an hour. An hour. Yeah. So depending on the project, you might find that to be good. Acceptable. Let's say that project ends up taking you... A month. Two weeks. Two weeks is like, eh, we can get a project done in two weeks, right? Okay. We'll just divide that by two, so it's $12.50. $12.50. Yeah. That might work for you. less than somebody at McDonald's. But a lot of our projects in this industry, a lot of theater projects, you Mm. you might be committing to a month, you might be committing to... You know, however long, yeah. you know, do the math and figure out, you know, you're you're working potentially maybe for less than minimum wage. Yeah. And if you're not getting paid at all, Jen, listen up. You're being abused. Abused. Yeah. Walk away. And I know, okay, like you said in the, in the, in the question, it's a relationship. It's somebody that you know and you don't want to ruin that. But you That's need what they to, always say, Alex. Yeah. You're too, they close. Always You're too close to oh, the problem. But I don't want to ruin the relationship. Yeah. It's not their fault. Oh. <laughs> but I love you. Either way. But you, you <laughs> so find a way to say it politely. Like yeah. you said, it's not something you want to do long term. It's not something that this isn't your career goal to do theater, right? So say thank you for the opportunity. I've had a great time. Um, you know, I need to get back to doing something for me that I need so that I'm going to progress in the field that I want to progress in. Sure. Or put a value to it and say, you know what? Hey, this has been a great opportunity. Yeah. And I'm having, I'm having a lot of fun. I've and done I'm, some research. I hope yeah. that I'm helpful. But uh, the going uh, value for the work that I'm doing is an ex- assess- assistant technical director. X amount. Yeah. And if you would like me to continue in this role, I will need to get paid that amount. Yes. If not, I will be ending this relationship effectively immediately. Yeah. Done. Yep. Bottom line, you, you need to be paid for your work. Everybody out there. I know, I mean, me included, we've all done jobs for free for 
portfolio building, sure. demo reel building. A favor. All that jazz. Yeah, yeah. a favor. But you don't you commit about. to a long-term project. No. You, and then yet do another one. Especially if it's not the thing you want to do long-term. Cut it off. So, yeah, yeah if, you're, if you want to be a PA in the film industry, you might take a PA job or two just to grab the experience. And then after that, start working for money. Absolutely. But if for you instance, don't want to do theater, just get out. Absolutely. We didn't have it in our budget for this recent shoot we did with Taylor, who was a PA. Yep. And she's sweet as can be. But guess what? I have another gig, and it looks like if it comes through, I'm going to hire Taylor. Perfect. So that's okay. Yeah. But you, you, you put it out there and say, hey, if you want to, cool. If not, no problem. Right. We understand that not you can't work for free. But if you want to come hang out and get some stuff, that's great. Don't be abusive. Don't be abusive. Don't to say. To all you people out yeah. there, whoever this person is that's doing this, just stop. Yeah. Just re- yeah. realize that everybody's time deserves a little bit of compensation. And with that said, Courteous. we are going to respect your time as listeners. We are. And it's been a lot of fun. We're not going to abuse you. We've had a great show. Yeah. It's been it's been a long show. Dude, we just interviewed, or interviewed, talked with Mike Wilhelm from Video Maker. Unbelievable. Video Maker is literally a part of our show. Yeah. All right. Go awesome. grab their uh, latest said, issue. O- September's on the shelf. October shipping. Yeah, get it. Our winner Subscribe. of the FDB giveaway is going to get a full subscription to Video Maker Plus. Oh, they're getting tutorials. Tutorials, videos, blogs. Basically, reviews, you could have everything. never touched a camera. Yeah. And with Video Maker Plus, you walk away, and now you are a within inter- the year, intermediate filmmaker. Within the year, you're yeah, you're getting up there. So either way, again, so to enter the competition to win the subscription at FDB Podcast, yep. at Video Maker, uh-huh. hashtag FDB Giveaway. Absolutely. Right. We'll put it up on the site. We'll tweet it out. We'll do all that jazz. Amazing. Episodes dropping tonight. Awesome. Let's do it. And here's the thing. Yeah. One last request. Listeners, please subscribe. Please give us a rating. Please give us a shout out. The more we promote and the more we get yeah. this out the more we build the community the cooler guests we can have just like video maker come on proof, seriously proof of concept video, video maker found us on itunes 1986 found us on itunes the more we grow the you know, get up through the ranks on itunes the better guests we get if we become the top gun yeah of filmmaking bourbon podcasts yeah sky's the limit sky's the limit all right goose all right let's do it cheers This podcast was recorded live at Sound Images Studio. Find out more at soundimages.com.